This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Last moments that I have for my title today is Symptoms of the Enemy in a Me. Symptoms of the enemy, enemy. Of course, we started the armor series and we've walked through every piece of this battle armor and we learned about it and we're learning, we've learned how they put it on in the natural. Over the next two Sundays, we're going to talk about how you put it on in the spiritual so that your real life will change forevermore so that you can combat and you can fight and you can stand strong and you can stand confident and victorious in warfare. Spiritual warfare has reference to taking control of your own mind and listen, crucifying your own flesh. The devil wants us to live in the realm of deception and believe that everything that we're going through and everything that we're up against is from the enemy. Everything ain't from the enemy out there. Some things are from the enemy, enemy. But if we're deceived, the devil don't mind if we blame him as long as you don't overcome. But we've spoiled the attacks and the plots and the plans of the enemy. And we're getting revelation so that our real lives can change forevermore. You're not supposed to live in a, in a perpetual state of struggle. Just struggle, struggle, struggle. That's not God's will nor God's best for you. So I've got to teach you how to identify the enemy in a me. Are you getting a revelation? We know that our core scripture is coming from Ephesians chapter 6. We're bypassing some things today for the sake of time. But I need you to get a revelation that the devil cannot attack you in your life without your cooperation. We're cooperating more with the enemy than we really realize. And some of it is the enemy enemy. There's always going to be demonic insinuation, suggestion, and fleshly temptation. We learned the other week that uh, we're, we're drawn away from our own temptations and our own lust and our own desire. That sounds like the enemy in a me. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says, do not give place to the devil. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Don't give him an opportunity in your life and don't give him an opportunity to deceive you so that you don't begin to work on yourself. If we think everything is the enemy out there, then we're never working on ourselves. We're never fortifying ourselves. Galatians chapter 5 verse 7 in the Passion Translation says, before you were led astray, You were so faithful. I didn't write this. Before you were led astray, you were so faithful. Who has deceived you so that you have turned from what is right? I'm still talking about putting on the whole armor, but we have to identify and we have to know the symptoms of the enemy in a me. 
The Weymouth translation of that same verse says, you were running nobly. You were doing good. Who has interfered and caused you to swerve from the truth? What happened? What was going on? You were so faithful. Not just faithful to showing up, but faithful for the things of God. Faithful to overcome. Faithful to beat your flesh. Faithful to check yourself. Faithful to pray. Faithful to fast. Faithful to reading your Bible. Who or what has interfered and caused you to swerve? Still talking about the symptoms of the enemy in a we've got the full armor but if this is the deal we have it we know it I didn't really teach stuff that we didn't already know and hadn't gone over before but it's one thing to know it and it's a whole other thing to do it I always say if you want to know how to lose weight Go to the most overweight person you can find. It's not that they don't know. They won't do. And we have excuses for why we won't do. Come on. It's unruly and and unsubmitted and, and things that we haven't given over to God. Listen to me. We've taken things in our own hands. And for some people, that's literal. What caused you to do that? And you know, you know, that you know, you know better. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I grew up knowing that scripture. Well, knowing a half a piece of the scripture. And how I quoted that scripture was, resist the devil and he'll flee. But I missed a major part of the whole verse. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Passion Translation renders it this way. So then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him and he will flee in agony. You are his worst nightmare. Your life is supposed to give the devil a migraine headache. Are you listening to me? The Strong's Concordance of the Bible words says that the word submit, submit, which is the part of we've all left. Was I the only one that was just reciting it that way? Resist the devil and he'll flee. I was missing a major part of the scripture. Submit has reference to being a military term. It means to fall in order, fall in rank, fall in formation. Like Brittany said, fall in uniform. Stay united. Get in your battle formation. Listen and stay under your commander in chief. We've seen movies like Forrest Gump comes to mind when there's a drill sergeant. The drill sergeant seems like he's so mean. He's so mean and he's telling them to do all of these things and all they can say is, yes, drill sergeant. 
He can't talk back or anything. Do you think the drill sergeant is just doing that to be mean? Or is the drill sergeant putting something in that soldier so that it will save his life in time of war? Submit. Submit. Stay in formation. Stay under your commander-in-chief. If you're a member of Destiny Faith Church, get back here. Get here. Stay here so that I can keep pouring the word of faith in your life so you can overcome in your real life. I want to encourage you to keep going back to the podcast because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. I go back and listen to it myself and I'll be like, glory to God, preach, pastor. I do. And it's not that I'm preaching the word. It's that the word of God is true and his promises are yea and amen. Submit, fall in order, fall in rank, fall in formation. Get in your battle formation. Stay under your commander in chief. Submit to God. Now God gave me oversight as pastor. So when you submit to your pastor, it's as unto the Lord. Are you listening to me? When you submit to the drill sergeant, you're you're committing to the colonel. Come on, you're you're committing to the lieutenant. But it starts with the drill sergeant. Come on, you can't get offended by the drill sergeant because the drill sergeant is putting something in you that will keep you alive on the battlefield. When you hear bombs going off and you hear bullets and you see people dying, that'll keep you alive, keep you focused. Listen to me. We can't forget the things that God has given us, the word of faith, the full armor. We've gone through a whole weeks and weeks of lessons. We can't just walk past that, talking about that was good. You've got to keep going over and over and over and over again to keep you alive when the heat is on. According to the Webster's 1828 edition, the word resist also speaks in military terms. Resist means to, an army resists the, the progress of an enemy actively, listen, by encountering and defeating it. The militia stands against the enemy or resists the enemy. It means to withstand. It means to oppose. It's like a dam resists the current of water. And it doesn't do it just passively. It's, it's a plug in there. It's stopped up and the water cannot flow. It interrupts the progress of the flow. The dam stops it. That's how we have to be against the tricks and the traps and the mind games. Listen, and the lust of the devil. Come on, everything is not the enemy in me. Some things are the enemy in me because it's some things that I like in my flesh. But just like I'm resisting the devil, I've got to resist the enemy in me. Are you listening to me? It says, the scripture says in James 4 and 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. He'll run away rapidly and in anguish. He'll hasten to escape your presence. 
It'll be a military upset. Have you ever seen an upset in maybe uh, basketball or football where the team blows the other team out of the water? This is the same. We're upsetting the devil. We have upset the kingdom of darkness. He's come up insignificant and insufficient. He cannot win when we submit to God and we resist the enemy and the enemy, he'll run for his life, hollering every man for himself. Come on, that's why the drill sergeant gets in the soldier's face, so they don't take off running when the heat is on, hollering every man for himself, falling on their own, on their own machine guns and things of that nature. When we submit to God and resist the enemy, he will regret that he ever started something with you. I saw on YouTube a little boy who kept messing with, he was showing off in front of the other boys. He kept messing with the little boy and the little boy was shrugging it off, shrugging it off, shrugging it off. Then a little boy stood up and when I say he clocked him and he went night, night immediately. They got it on video and it was in front of all his friends. I guarantee he hates that he ever messed with that little boy. That's what we're doing to the devil. Night, night. Life out. A complete upset, an embarrassing defeat. Are you listening to me? But it's going to have to take us to drop some stuff. We got to drop it. Drop it. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us in, um, I lost the scripture, but it says, um, lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you. But look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on, it's going to require discipline. It's going to require discipline. It's going to require us to renounce and denounce some things. It's going to require obedience. It's going to require patience. We've got to do our part Are you listening to me? A disciple is not just a disciple to be a part of the cool people. A disciple is following so closely with the intention of doing it and imparting the same thing that he has learned into someone else. Come on. When we're obedient, when we're persistent, when we endure hardship, uh, uh, when we denounce some things and renounce some things, then we have an empowerment from God to overcome. Let me close out right here because I'm a little bit over time. I just want to briefly and quickly run through some things that are symptoms of the enemy in a me. Because as long as I'm fighting an enemy out there, listen to me, the devil wants you to blame him so that you can self-destruct. He don't even have to do anything. You will self-destruct because you're blaming him instead of taking care of the enemy. Enemy. Come on, come on, come on. I really want you to get tired of struggling. And I want you to get quit out of you. Get quit out of you. You got to fight and you have to have the mindset, I'm going to keep fighting until I win. We had some deliverance moments today. But even if that thing shows up tomorrow, you have the power to resist it. Are you listening to me? Submit to God. Resist 
the enemy and the enemy, and he will flee. Quickly, here are some symptoms of the enemy, enemy. Number one, you just won't forsake sin. There's no true repentance. Instead of doing a 180 and turning the opposite way and never turning back, you do a complete 360. You get slicker. Y'all not going to say nothing. You become a 211-degree Christian. What do I mean by that? 212 is boiling. 211 is simply hot water. Come on, stop falling short of what you're called to be. You're called in the name of Jesus Christ to be Christ-like. Number two, you won't renew your mind. You got to remove the imprint of the world if you want your mind to be renewed. Part of being renewed is, here's the thing about a caterpillar. Remember I taught you this, a caterpillar and a butterfly are the self-same creature, right? They're the same, the same insect, just in a different form. But what happens with the caterpillar is when he knows it's time for him to transform, because he wants you to transform, you can't go back. So what he does is he eats, 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 eats. He eats himself out of who he used to be until he's forced to become something else. God, I said something right there. He eats himself out of who he used to be into who he's supposed to be. What do I mean by eat? You got to stay in that word. You got to keep washing your mind with the word and washing your mouth with the word of God until you become who you're supposed to be. You got to stay in those places of praise and worship and prayer and study. Number three, you've become uninterested. When things of God pop up, I don't know if I'm going or not. I got something to do. I'm tired today. I just ain't going to be there. You become uninterested. Come on, come on. I'm not condemning. I want you to take assessments of yourself. When you go to the doctor, what, is, what do they say? What is going on with you? You got to tell them the symptoms. And most of the time, all they do is listen to your, your heart and your, take your pulse. They ain't much sick of x-ray. But then they tell you what to do because they've listened to the symptoms. You told them what the symptoms were, and then they could treat it because you've told them, you've identified the symptoms. I'm talking to you today so that you can identify the symptoms so that I can help you to understand how this full armor comes into play. It wasn't just something cute that we put up here. It's so that you could be delivered and set free forevermore. Number four, no conviction. Do all cuss people out, say what you want to say. Don't even feel bad about it. Once upon a time, you used to almost lose sleep. And now you're like, oh, well. Number five, you only have faith for things. You don't use your faith to overcome. Lord, I need my house, no pain. I need my car, no pain. I need my car insurance. I need some groceries. Babies need a pair of shoes. Telephone disconnect, waiting on the next paycheck. What about for your life? How to overcome. How to resist the enemy. Enemy, are you listening to me? Just faith for things. Number six, you you content with being a hypocrite. Come on. Halfway in, halfway out, up and down, all around. That's just how I am. That's not how you are. God didn't create you that way. Come on, you got to get some conviction about yourself. Are you listening to me? Number seven, no real relationship. 
you know about you know about God because you've been around church, but you don't really know him like that. Come on, when you know him like that, you know he's a way maker. You know he's healer. Come on, you've got to know him in spirit and in truth. Number nine, eight, no real enthusiasm. People slobbing, crying, laid out on the floor, and you looking like, you sit down wondering, well, no enthusiasm for the things of God? Come on, I'm telling you, these are symptoms of the enemy. Enemy. Number nine, you don't enjoy serving like you used to. You used to serve. You used to couldn't wait to serve. Had your clothes laid out and everything. Got there early. Now you run in. Service started at 1030. You're running in at 1033 if you serve. But no enthusiasm. Don't look like they need no help to me. I'm tired. My feet hurt. I got a corner on my towel. It's always an excuse not to serve. Then we got the same people over and over and over. I was thinking about Latrice Platt. She's ushering almost every Sunday. And then when she's not ushering, she's in nursery. And if she's not in nursery, she's, there's never a Sunday that she's not serving. You don't tell me the hand of God is not going to be on her life. And God is going to open doors that no man can shut for her. Come on. Got to get back to the basics. Serving in the kingdom of God. Number 10, your attendance is easily derailed. It's dark out. You go everywhere else in the dark. It's right, it's cold. And we live in Michigan. Don't let your attendance and your commitment be easily derailed. Number 11, I, I, I'm trying to rush through so I hope I'm not sounding too sharp. Number 11, spiritual matters are no longer significant or a priority to you. Number 12, you're no longer interested in souls saved, lives changed, people delivered and set free by the word of the God's power and the power of his word. So at altar call, you walking out with your stuff. You didn't care that there was a sensitive moment and somebody right next to you were on the brink of giving their life to God. When is the last time you told somebody about God? When is the last time you ministered salvation? When is the last time that you told somebody your testimony? How God touched your life and he touched your mind and he touched your body and you know you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. Number 13, you disregard family worship. You don't even worship as a family anymore. They over there, you over here, and y'all might be worshiping, and you might not. When you disregard family worship, you won't even bring your kids to kids' church and youth. You'll take them to anything at the school. You'll take them to every field trip. But you won't bring them to the house of God where their real life will change forevermore. You understand what these kids are up against these days? They have a full-on computer in their phone, and they can look at anything that they want to look at any time they want to look at it. They need to be in church, getting a word of God for their lives. Number 14, you don't read your Bible regularly. You picked it up today because it's Sunday. You'll pick it up next Sunday. Come on, you got to read your Bible and pray every day so that you could grow and stay strong. Number 15, your household not even godly anymore. Now you're telling the kids, don't do what I do, do what I say. 
Now you got to lead by example. You can't cuss people out and tell the bill collectors you're not here and expect them not to lie because you're teaching them by your actions. Number 16, you got a bad temper. You go from zero to 10,000 in, in a millisecond. You start raging and you cuss some people out on the highway. Come on, you're angry. Undercover anger. Smiling but infuriated on the inside. I stepped on somebody's toe right there. Number 17, you're full of excuses. Did you know you're not excused because of excuses? Number 18, you're more, more bold and more blatant than sin. Now you got it all on live. Hey, turn up. Whoa, what up? On the live. The same person that was leading worship, praying up a storm, telling people about Jesus. Now you want to see, they have a little smoke coming out of their mouth and all kind of craziness. Every picture is turned up and posed up and cleavage. And y'all not going to say nothing. Number 19, you stand away from the assembly. Together we stand. Together we stand. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's what the Bible says. But you're forsaking the assembly. Number 20, you're rebellious. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell you nothing about nothing. Number 21, fighting. Mad at everybody, always fighting, picking a fight, telling people off. Number 22, always blaming others. I had to slap her because she was talking too much. Now you blaming her for you slapping her? You blaming other people for what you have done. Number 23, you got harsh words. Instead of speaking kind words, speaking the truth in love, you're speaking harsh words, and you don't care if you hurt people's feelings. You don't care if you crush them. Number, what's the next one? Number 24, am I 24? Uh, number 24, you're judging people. Looking down on other people just because they don't sin the same way you sin. And number 25, you don't have no confidence. You know why you don't have any confidence? Because you know what your life is really like. So you want everybody else to pray for you because you're afraid to pray for yourself because you don't think God will hear your prayers. You don't have any confidence. These Roman soldiers stood in full confidence and all their enemies ran from them. That's why I got to teach you how to wear this full armor so the enemy and the enemy will flee from you in terror. I'm way over time. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.